Hello and welcome to the Agile Coffee Podcast. This is episode 51. I'm Vic Bonacci. And just as soon as I post this episode, I'm heading to the airport, making my way to the Scrum Global Gathering Munich. That's right. I'm in Germany for a week. I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I will be there with Kim Brainerd, and that ties in very nicely with the episode that you're going to listen to now. Kim and I were selected back in July to be co-chairs for the upcoming Scrum Global Gathering San Diego, which will be in April of 2017. So, We spent some time on the podcast here just getting to know each other and getting some of the ideas that we have just kind of out in the air so we could share them with you. As part of our duties as co-chairs, Kim and I will also be attending the Scrum Global Gathering here in Munich, so we may be recording a session or two from Germany. In fact, I'll probably be documenting quite a lot of what I'm learning, what Kim and I are discovering as we are co-chairs and going through the process. We've been at it a couple of months now, and uh, we've been kind of keeping journals and and sharing discussions, kind of meta on what this process means to us. So keep keep tuning back to the podcast. Maybe check out my blog at agilecoffee.com for any other updates. I did want to share, though, that if... um, If you're considering, and I highly recommend you do, consider uh, submitting an abstract to the Global Gathering coming up in San Diego. The call for papers is live. Uh, You should submit your abstract by October 31st, but please don't wait for the very end. Get your paper in early. You can save drafts of it and come back to it. Um, The sooner the better, and uh, that way it'll all be be good. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm on Twitter at Agile Coffee. For more information on this Scrum Gathering California, go to scrumalliance.org slash S-G-C-A-L and the hashtag S-G-C-A-L on Twitter, uh, S-G-C-A-L. Um, yeah, really looking forward to being in San Diego, and I hope many of you can make it out there. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, and give a listen to Kim and I getting to know each other. Welcome again to another episode of the Agile Coffee Podcast. This is episode 51. My name is Vic Bonacci. You can reach me on Twitter at Agile Coffee. I'm very happy today to be sharing a podcast with my good friend, Kim Brainerd. Hello, Kim. Hello, Vic. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Why don't you share your Twitter handle first? Absolutely. It is... Agile Brain One is my Twitter handle, and then I am agilebrain.net is my website. Agile Brain, and um, it should be pretty I, obvious how you got the name Agile Brain. Yes, my last name is Brainerd, so I uh, had the nickname of Brainiac Brain. But yeah, I no, do need a little coffee for my brain occasionally. That's right. Just pour the Agile coffee onto the Agile Brain. But we met in. We said early March was the retreat, the Scrum Coaching yeah. Retreat in San Diego. Yes, we actually uh, we we met uh, first day at, during the coaches retreat in San Diego, and we just began to have really good conversations. And uh, the conversations even continued after the retreat. Uh, I think it ended around five, and then we have dinner together, and and then we all sit around afterwards and and talk and. 
I just really think we connected and, and we wanted to continue working together after the retreat and have done so since. And it's, it's been a great time, Vic. And I can't thank you enough for the friendship and, and the opportunities that we've had together. Oh, it's just starting. Um, as you said, we met at the retreat. Uh, you were on a scrum team doing a, an active project. Uh, as I recall, you, Bernie Maloney, um, were, you were the scrum master. He was the product owner. Uh, during that week, weekend, uh, we recorded episode 43, and both you and Bernie were on the podcast here, episode 43, talking about the event. Yes, thanks. It was a great time. Yeah. Good conversations. And then we came back and recorded episode 48 together because uh, we happened to both be in Orlando back Sharon in April. Bowman. Yep, yep. We did. Um, we were both in the Sharon Bowman training from the back of the room class um, and the certification after that. And then we attended the Scrum Global Gathering. So listeners can go back and find episode 48, uh, episode 43, and, and get to know Kim and Vic just a little better, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And it's such an honor, and we're both very excited for the opportunity. This journey is going to be one that I couldn't be more grateful to take with you. And I'm just excited about what is going to happen and transpire in this next year. And the ideas that we've uh, come up with together and the ideas that we're going to continue to grow together. It's going to be exciting, Vic. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, yes. It's going to be one of those kind of once-in-a-lifetime opportunities where you get to take what you've learned about community and, and gatherings and put it together with someone else who shares the same passions and hopefully have a successful outcome that people talk about for eons to come. And, you know, one of the... Uh, and the dog will talk about it, too. The dog will talk about it, too. Uh, those are my, 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 my little babies. They're, they're just small German shepherds, but uh, they agree with us. How, what are their names? Um, I have Truman and Coda. I call her Coda May, mm -hmm. and then I call him True Bear. And they're both rescues, and they were a little jealous that you know we were spreading all this excitement, and so they wanted to chime in on it. But they're my rescues. I uh, I volunteer for a rescue called Mid Atlantic German Shepherd Rescue, and I they came into my life about a year and a half ago, and I'm pretty excited about having them. Beautiful, beautiful. So, so we talked a little bit about how we met, and we've each been to a gathering. I've been to one. How about you? I have, I have. I my first gathering was out in Phoenix. For the uh, Scrum Alliance, I went to the global gathering there, and it was actually it was my first time. And uh, a friend of mine from where I was working, I talked him into going, but I also wanted it to be an experience that I took on my own as well. I wanted to get out and network, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not an introvert, but I am an ext extrovert. But I think I have traits of both, and so it's it's. It can be scary. What do you do after the events are over and the sessions are done and dinner's done? And you see people getting together and talking. And so I took a deep breath and I just started walking up to individuals. And I had my notepad and my pen and was I wrote everyone's names down and I, I collected their cards. And conversations just kept flowing, like-minded individuals. And, yeah. and, and it really – 
took a hold of me. It was, it made me curious of well, what if you are an introvert and, and, or just someone that isn't able to, to go up and, and just engage in conversations and just jump in and join the, the group. And what if you came alone? And so I started interviewing a few individuals that um, I had met or I saw standing alone or eating alone. Nothing formal, just kind of getting engaged in conversation. Like, you know, where are you from? And, and so, so what are you doing outside of, you know, after dinner? What are you doing out after the sessions? What sessions have you attended? Yeah. And what would you like to see to to bring you outside of your hotel room because the sessions were engaging. I always learned something from each and every one of them. Um, it's unbelievable, but the sessions continue after five o'clock. They continue until you need to actually go shut your eyes and, and get some sleep and prepare yourself for the next day. Mm-hmm. And it's just how much you want to get involved and some people are not aware that's going on so it's it's important to get that out there yeah 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 my own experience with uh the global gatherings i've just been to the one i went to the uh gathering in orlando i'd been to the agile alliances uh event the agile 2013 it was held in nashville a few years back and um and that was amazing because it was, again, kind of the same structure of a global gathering, right? It's a multi-day event with several sessions going on at once. Uh, in fact, probably a dozen or more in both cases, uh, the global gatherings and these Agile 20Xs. Um, and other things kind of on the fringes and in the halls. And as, as you and I talked about, you get to like casually run into people either that you – just met there or maybe you kind of are meeting in real life for the first time or maybe you met him at another event or something before and and the hallway conversations that come up or the after hours conversations are just just worth their weight in in gold or whatever might be more expensive than gold because it's you just can't find that anywhere else so so you go to these events without or at least I go to these events the bigger multi-day multi-session events with kind of a plan I'll look through the look through the uh, the program and kind of find people that I want to see speak or topics that I want to hear about um, and do a lot of like pre-planning, like, okay, here's the three that I want to do in this session. We'll see what happens. Um, but it's the happy encounters that kind of like distract you from that in a good way. I mean, you know, when you're expecting to get something out of it and, and the, the session wasn't quite right, so you leave the room and you run out into the hall and you and see... that's okay. Exactly. And you see someone else, the same thing. Oh, how... I left that session too. Oh, yeah, I was expecting it to be this. Yeah, me too. And a discussion ensues. and It's great stuff. Absolutely. And, and another – it's actually interesting. I don't know if you've ever done this, but um, Stuart and I, the illustrator, he, he pulled me aside and he's like, where are you going? Which session? I'm like, uh, uh – he's like, go to this one. I'm like, okay. Right. Why question it? Right, and right. Because take a chance. You never know. Maybe you don't know the person that's speaking, but learn to open your mind and engage in someone's conversation that you you just wouldn't ever ex- experience before. And in fact, the one that I went to, um, I still remember to this day. And in fact, I actually used some of that in uh, my nonprofit. And it was really taking Scrum beyond software development and bringing it into the nonprofit world. And so because of Stuart getting me involved in that 
in that session because I was um, sending him pictures and text messages to help him with his illustration and helping him out, a friend out. I was also able to learn something, and now I'm utilizing it in my day-to-day life. Uh, that kind of serendipity or that kind of um, kind of unplanned take a chance is is hugely important in our lives. I mean, how many how many of us can say that we planned out every step of our career of our lives to get to where we are today? No, so much of it happens by chance, and it's really funny that that you kind of started with that story. Um, there's another podcast, Agile for Humans, it's called. Um, Ryan Ripley is the host of Agile for Humans. And back in episode 32, they had uh, the topic, the whole theme of that podcast was how to improve your own Agile conference submissions. So not any specific conference, but, you know, the gatherings, these Agile 20Xs, maybe some more um, specialized or regional ones. Um, he got together with Don Gray, Tim Ottinger, um, Amitai uh, Schler, and, and Jason Tice, and they talked about it for a while, you know, because a lot of them were on the reviewer committee or they'd been track chairs or they'd submitted and had something, had a proposal accepted or not. And they talked about, you know, what it takes to to get your, your proposal made in their, in their discussion on the podcast. They talked about just that when you make your your own plan to go and see sessions, a lot of times you give give things a chance, people that you've never met before, topics that you might not otherwise see because there's just so much available at these large uh, gatherings and conferences. So, and Actually, to add that, and in fact, you you sent me the link and I, I listened to that. It was a great it – was, it was a Friday night and uh, I was actually getting ready to submit a session and I listened to that prior and one of the things I really thought was interesting from from listening to that was it's not even about the the one the person that's speaking. Who's at your table? What conversations are going on and the individuals that you meet that have attended that session? So it, it goes beyond just the, the speaker. It it's how you engage with everyone that you're sitting with as well. Yeah. Yeah, and again, you can't do that in your community. It's harder to do it in your local community because Again, you're kind of seeing the same people, but at these big events, it's an international crowd. There's a lot of energy, and you could be randomly sitting with two people from Brazil, someone from uh, uh, northern Northern Ireland, uh, you know, someone from Germany. I still keep up with a gentleman named Lee from uh, New Zealand. In fact, I met him in Phoenix at, at the Global Gathering. And he was saying the presence is minimal in New Zealand, and he's trying to, um, you know, get attention and and really get the excitement of agile mindsets in in New Zealand. And and now I just spoke to him recently, and um, he's coaching and and he's training and he's working on transformation within companies out in New Zealand. So yeah. it's it's great to keep in contact with those people and and. You never know what type of relationships and that you're going to form from just these gatherings. Yeah. Let's kind of just revisit the co-chair process that we went through. Kind of walk us through. So you had said, you know, that we had met at the retreat, right? And then, yes. And then I don't know if it was at the retreat or maybe at Sharon Bowman's or at the gathering, but you and I were talking about the potential to co-chair or co-organize a camp or a retreat ourselves. I think I had mentioned yeah. to you at the retreat that I'd like to do one of these, you know, in Chicago or, or somewhere. And and you had mentioned that, you know, you're on the East Coast and wouldn't it be great to do something together? You had talked about Maryland, I believe. 
And uh, yeah, yeah. So take so, it from there. Yeah. Yeah, not a problem. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and they call us Pennsylvanians. And, and, and funny thing is, is that my, my dad li- literally does live in Kentucky. My mom lives in Gettysburg, so I am a true Pennsylvanian. Hmm. But I grew up camping, and I went to a place called Camp Robin Hood as a child, where you're taken out into, you know, nature, and you're just in this serene, um, environment and you work, you're working with what you have. And I learned so much. I had an open mind and I was able to, I guess you could say find yourself. And it was just an amazing experience. And when you and I began talking about this camp, I'm like, we're in a hotel with in San Diego with four walls and a ceiling and a floor and it's great, but what would, what could this team do? I'm thinking about my, the team I had with Bernie. What could we have done if you took down the walls? Not that we couldn't have left because you guys actually encouraged us to, to leave the, that, the conference room and, and, and take ourselves out of that environment and go yeah. wherever we needed to. Go, go see by the limit- pool at, at least, you know, <laughs> poolside. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, um, but what could we do and how effective would it be to really go back to the old school ways, kind of take away our technology and, and use the flip charts and the and drawings and nature and, and kind of go back to camp and take Agile into like a Camp Robin Hood setting and have a coach's retreat there. You would have absolutely loved the um, Agile Coach Camp U.S. West that Brett Palmer, John Jorgensen, and I put together back in April of 2015. The three of us started brainstorming, and I found this Boy Scout camp um, in the outdoors uh, right in the back of a nature reserve with these soft rolling hills. We had some trails that people took advantage of, a lot of outdoor spaces. So we had the four walls, but we also had places where people could – sit in a circle outdoors. We had a campfire at night. We had a, we had bunkhouses, amphitheater. So yeah, just as you said. So I should let you get back to your story. (laughs) Well, really that's how we started to to talk and engage one another Yeah, because we, we shared similar ideas and that really stuck with me. And then, as I mentioned, we've attended Sharon Bowman's course and we've been to other the, the global scrum gathering in Orlando and as you know Stuart and I are also pretty good friends and so Stu and I had have talked for quite a while about submitting for co-chairs and my 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 British friend is fabulous but he has he's just a busy beaver and we went through the process together and we were uh, on a Skype call one day and he's like, and I'm going to really give you a bad accent. He's like, Kim, <laughs> you're, you're going to be mad at me. That was that's like, Stuart. Yeah, I hear him. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I, I feel like I start to talk British when I'm not British when I talk to him. I'm like, yeah. why? Why? Why, Stuart? He's like, I, I, think I, I think I'm too busy. And I'm like, what do you mean you're too busy? And he's like, so anyways, he said, well, I, the Scrum Alliance would like to have me as an illustrator for all the global gatherings. How can I be a chair and illustrate? So we did a little game and we wanted to think about someone that would fit with and be aligned with some ideas that we had. 
And so the long and short of it is, since we were in Skype, we wrote down someone we thought about, and we came up with you. And it was very natural that we just both thought of you and thought that you'd be a great person. And I said, okay, you know, I'm going to call him right now because – I don't know if you've realized it yet, Vic. I'm pretty high energy, and I get really excited. And so when I have something to share, I just want to share it, and I had to call you immediately. And so it was probably – since you're three hours behind, I was hoping it wasn't too early for you that day. And I called you and and said, hey, what do you think about um, applying and putting in a a proposal for the Global Scrum Chairs? And you – said yes. I was really excited. I was actually surprised that you weren't submitting with anyone else and I'm I was honored to partner up with you and then we went through the process and and put our proposal together and so we, we worked a lot. Yeah. I mean I remember the phone call. Wow, cool. Thanks for, you know, considering me. And by the way, I had been thinking about becoming a chair of the gathering, but I thought after seeing Kate and Anu do such a great job in Orlando, I thought, oh, oh boy, am I up for that task or what? Because they did, they just laid it out. It was tight. It was fun. It was high energy. People were engaged from start to finish. Like I knew where to go for anything. I was a speaker there. So logistics were down. Um, the proposal system was down. Everything was so good, so dialed in. And you had asked me and I was like, no, I'm not worthy. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. I said I wanted to do one of these things. Um, what am I waiting for? And who better to partner right. with than you? So well, yeah, let's you. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, the places will go. You never know. That's it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so the proposal process itself. So I didn't – I don't remember seeing an email or anything about it, but you showed me um, the link on the Scrum Alliance website and it was all pretty laid out in terms of like what needs to be done. You have to kind of put together a little proposal. We did a little PowerPoint proposal for it. We had some screens about our, our track and theme ideas and we had some slides about um, the fabulous, wonderful city of San Diego – um, do you want to talk oh, a little so bit about your time? Because everyone knows that I'm in Southern California and I go to San Diego, you know, several times a year. But but people might not think that you living on the East Coast in a suburb of D.C. spend time in San Diego. Yeah, actually, I almost became a, a, a well, I, I should pretty much say I was a, a resident of San Diego. I, I've, I've been there so many times and stayed there for quite some time. Um, actually, ever since I was in high school. Um, I've had a lot of friends move out to San Diego. In fact, I came out, I went out, oh, excuse me, I came out, I went out for a, a summer and continued to go out even about two to three times a year. So I, I've spent a lot of time at, at Mission Beach, PB, um, oh my gosh, if you want to talk about some great restaurants, I can, I can fill you in on all the good places to eat. I went to one of the best uh, Italian restaurants. It was my last night during the coaches retreat in San Diego. I uh, my plane was delayed, and so I ended up going um, out to the gas lamp, and I had myself a lovely, authentic Italian dinner. It was fabulous. In fact, I probably still need to lose the ten pounds that I gained that night, but it was. I mean, you can't beat the food there. It's incredible. There's so much to do there. Other great things about San Diego include, like, I've got a 10-year-old girl. 
She's been to the zoo already. She's been to the wild animal park, the safari park. She's been to Legoland. SeaWorld. Sea she hasn't been to SeaWorld yet. You know what? We, oh, we need to God. go to SeaWorld. You really – San Diego is such a diverse area. You really can discover your destiny no matter what your passion is, whether it's going to a museum, finding a park or catching waves or um, – I mean there's so much history and culture there. So we talked a little bit about San Diego. We talked a little bit our, about our process. Do we want to mention the working agreements that we, we started? I think that would be a great idea. So one of the things I, I think that we've always tried to do is and, – and I think the community really needs to focus on um, – when, when we speak to one another, I think we always remember that we need to be kind and respectful to one another. And so when you state it, let's let's work on, on putting a, a working agreement in place. I was so excited about that. I almost had a lot of fun when we put that together, didn't you? Oh, oh I had a huge ball of fun. I loved when you said, I hope you don't mind, but I, I think we need to think big. <laughs> and I was channeling my inner steward there. I was like putting the accent on and everything. Now, Kim. Well, you think you big. I hope you don't mind, but. <laughs> it, Stuart it was, Young, we was, love you. <laughs> <laughs> think big was huge for me in our working agreement. I, I, In fact, I keep thinking about it every day, uh, being very vigilant that. If I'm thinking of something, how can I raise the bar? How can we continue to ex- – and, and thinking big, not just walking down the aisle, but thinking big of how can we grow the community? How can we be more effective in the community? Yeah. How can we get first-time attendees to be captivated and to want to you know, keep coming back like myself and you mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. some of our other friends? How do we get people to network and not just network but grow friendships? And when you're growing friendships, you, you become – you learn more. Your, your brain wants to engage and, and learn from one another. So I'm thinking big, not just about walking down the aisle, but I'm, I'm thinking big in how we can bring in more countries and, and have this be one of the most diverse gatherings that we've ever had. I've loved meeting people. I mean, Sharon Bowman's class last year before the uh, the gathering was excellent because it was a small class size. What were there, like 25 or 30 of us, something like that. Yeah. But, but Costa I mean, Rica, Japan. Costa Rica had three people. Japan had a couple. Um, you know, Germany. S- South America, um, Brazil, Germany, uh, England. Um, yeah, just all across the world, uh, it was very represented. And and then we we followed up. We had I had conversations with them on on the podcast and off, like at dinners and lunches we ate together. And and then Stuart's at the sushi. gathering, oh yeah, yeah, Stuart's sushi experience. And that's not Stuart Young, <laughs> right? Different Stuart. Stuart from Germany. Stuart Fish. Stuart uh, Fish. Yeah, it's all about community for me. So it, it really is. It's uh, it's. It's truly pa- something I think we're both passionate about, and I mean it, it's it an under- natural. It's almost an understatement for you. You're not only the the mid mid Atlantic German Shepherd Rescue, but um, you had a, a you have another really. I mean, I'm so amazed by what you do um, in so, your non agile life. Yeah, yeah. So I started um, a, a nonprofit, and it's called Santa Pays It Forward. 
And I, I, uh, started out by myself, I guess it was in 2009. And I, um, was asked to adopt, um, someone who was, it was her last Christmas with her family. She was actually, I would say a young grandmother, a uh, very young grandmother. I won't disclose her age or, or the area, but she, it was going to be her last Christmas and, uh, it was going to be in a nursing home. Because unfortunately, she was not able to go home and, and be with her family due to her illness. And it was just rewarding. And, and she said, well, who is all this from? And I just said, it's from Santa. And uh, it was, it, sorry, it was just very touching. And so through the years, I was able to to build up uh, giving to others. And my passion was really about giving back to seniors. And over the years, I found that there's so many seniors that are are being taken care of by the state. Their families either do not visit them anymore, they don't provide them with any funds, and they live very with very little. And I mean, they they have it's hard for them to get cotton balls and and clothing, and um, they may wear have one shirt and one pair of pants and one pair of socks and two pairs of underwear. And if you think about that, that's, that's awful. I mean, this generation is the generation that took care of us. And so what we try to do is give back to them. And, and now we've grown into the, a fairly big organization and, um, gosh, we adopted so many seniors this year. We had, uh, over 500. Ooh, wow. Um, so I went from 2009 to over 500 and it, it just went viral one night. It was like one of those YouTube videos. And now obviously I don't have millions, but, um, it, it just happened overnight. I went to bed and I posted something and I woke up to hundreds and hundreds of messages and so I called my mom and I'm like, mom, I, you got to put a backlog together for me because I have no idea how I'm going to handle this. And so she did. And before you knew it, I finally just I, – I was just swamped and we literally applied Scrum to, to Santa Pays It Forward. And we had a backlog and we broke it down into um, the different homes and we ended up throwing them – and in fact, it was just amazing. This guy, Ryan, he was the director of one of the, the nursing facilities. He just came up to me and cried. He said, no one has ever done this before. And you just made their year, not just their day. And I said, no, this community did that. And it was it was amazing. And because of how we all came together and worked so well together – and we're passionate about what we did. It was it was very successful, and I can only imagine what we're going to do this year. So it's it's exciting. It's it's something that I love, and it. I have to say, Kim, that uh, a lot of the parts of this story. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, and I am just wow. My hat is off to you and and everyone who works with you. Um, that's amazing. I mean, uh, truly. it's an amazing group. Yeah, it's really. And it really is not about um, just myself. It, it really is. It, it takes an army to do this. It's yeah. not. It's not a one. It's, it's a team. And it, and I like I said, I love what I do. I love coaching. I love uh, the agile principles. I love that you can 
apply this not just in software development, but you can truly, you know, take this into education. You can take this into nonprofit Mm -hmm. and apply and become successful. Mm -hmm. And it's really changing the world of work, Mm -hmm. the world of how we're doing things. Absolutely. We talked about a lot tonight and we're, um, we're just about to wrap up and I'm sure that you're going to be back on another podcast. So before I let you go, I want to try, I want to try just a real quick exercise, right? It's an experiment more than anything else. Just, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm open-minded. Like three questions. I'll ask you three questions. You ask me three questions. Get to know each other a little bit. Stuff that we don't know about each other. My question to you. Here we go. In the movie, Breakfast Club. You're familiar, right? Yes. Yes. Which character were you in the Breakfast Club when you were in high school? Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one. I guess I could say... Come on, Brainiac. Know. What was what was the the girl with the dark short hair and the red and the red hair? I'd say it was a mix between both of them. Yeah, yeah. The popular one, the 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 beauty. I, I was. Yeah, which I would was, say uh, I was a beauty popular person, but I was always outgoing. But then I always then needed you had my Allie, time. Ali Sheedy's character, which was the I think she was like the recluse, the dark hair, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I always. My time. I mean, I think have, that's why I said I, I struggle between I'm an extrovert and an introvert, and a lot of people don't see me as being an introvert. All right. What do you got for me? Okay. So colors are important to me. What mm. is your favorite color, and how would you describe your color? Okay. Truthful confession. Blue is my favorite color. Blue. And it, it's it's a, it's a um, not as light as a cerulean blue. Kind of more of a um, kind of a darker blue, but not super dark. But but kind of like a the deep blue of like under the sea and finding Nemo. Like if you think of one of those like kind of deep, nice, rich blues. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could still tell it's blue. It's not like black or purple or anything. However... Oftentimes when I'm out and about and someone has like cards on the table, say, and I'm supposed to choose something, I'll go for green. And the reason I choose green goes back to the movie Meet the Parents, where Robert De Niro is the the father <laughs> of of the love interest of Ben Stiller's character. Oh, yeah. and, and he's an ex- CIA agent or something like that. <laughs> ben Stiller like chooses green and Robert De Niro's character is like, hmm, what? What's hmm? Hmm. Geniuses choose green. I'm like, geniuses choose Ben Stiller. <laughs> There's characteristics that I just realized that you actually do remind me of Ben Stiller. I'm, I'm doing the cold steel pose right now. Ah, I okay. see your eyebrows raising. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Next up question for you. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, vanilla. Wow, that was quick. I, I know. I'm Yeah. So I know my mother always said she's like, I, I never I, I grew up near Hershey, Pennsylvania. I actually really am not big into chocolate. Mm. And I'm pretty simple. That's why I said I'm I'm that I'm that, that girl that's very simple. Um it doesn't take too much to please me. I like my flip flops, I like my vanilla ice cream. And I, 
I'm just a simple person. I, I, I think that if you just enjoy the simple things in life and don't complicate it too much, mm. life is good. And I, I, I stick to that with my ice cream. Well, while you chose quickly and it was a, a good answer, it wasn't the correct answer. The correct answer is indeed Rocky Road. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Oh, what do you got? That's great for me. <laughs> All right. Favorite song and why? Ah, I had best music as my question for you, so I'm glad you asked me this. I do not have a favorite favorite song. I have a like a top ten list, which is mostly the same over the years, but um, one of the songs is from The Breakfast Club. But um, let's 80s. see. Yeah, yeah. Last night, uh, Roger and I, Roger and I played a few tunes. Um, we played a Seals and Croft song last night called Summer Breeze and we kind of, we, we kind of like slammed it. it's sort of in the 70s it dates us both but uh we played a lot of good songs last night Roger and I have a lot in common I would say it's got to it's got to have that that backbeat um you just can't escape it it's got to be a rockin' tune um probably something blues based um, Wait, what did you sing it in Orlando? Yeah, uh, I know exactly. <laughs> old time rock and roll, talking, right? Yeah, you were old time rock and roll, and I was yeah, Joan Jett. Old time rock and roll. Yeah, that Let's video go, is available go, for go, people to back. find. <laughs> Dig through the archives; you can find my karaoke <laughs> abomination. Um, cool. So I've got one more question for you, and right. you've got one more question for me. Let's go with a good book you've read lately. A good book I've read lately, I'd have to say the one and only Sharon Bowman's Training from the Back of the Room was wow. actually the last book I read because I've reread it. Uh, actually, I was, I'm, I'm on my third time. I'm working to, um, I'm actually scheduling a, a class to train training from the back of the room. And I recently was out, uh, training with uh, Trisha Broderick mm -hmm. out in Denver where we uh, co-train training from the back of the room. Mm -hmm. And so I've been really into Sharon's books and, and getting into my brain science. So Yeah, brain science, yeah. That's, that's been my and, – and learning about um, – because Sharon really gets into to the brain and, and, and the – it's amazing all, all of the books she has. So It's – yeah, I doubly second that. I mean, Training from the Back of the Room and her other one, The Brain Science Book, is they're both phenomenal, phenomenal resources. And it's but not I, something you can mm -hmm. read once. You have to read it more than once. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you have to do the, the training with her, too. I mean, that's that goes without saying to, to be there with her and experience it. Unless um, you want to come do it with us because I would always love for you to come out and uh, – pair coach with me and, and we can train together real quick shout out you mentioned trisha broderick and she is the chair of agile 2017 which will be in orlando yay all right do you have any more questions for me i do what is your favorite podcast that you've done thus far you mean like the agile coffee podcast yes my favorite episode? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> well, present company excluded, right? Let's, uh, oh, of course, right? Let's, let's think back. Um, you know, I got to say, the first, and, and it sounds trite, but I mean, the first one was pretty amazing. Just that we thought 
this is John Jorgensen and um, um, uh, Curtis Gilbert and uh, Brett Palmer. The four of us were on a podcast together. And the reason that we started, I, I was at a meetup with John. We were down at a co-working space just doing a face-to-face meetup. And it was going great. But our questions were – we were kind of like trying to like who's got the best question and who's got the most outrageous question. We were talking about insurance and sailing or something else. And I turned to him at one point and I said, you know, we should just record this. We should make it a podcast. So uh, we recorded episode one. It was at a restaurant called The Knollwood here in Irvine. California and there was a it's right next to a railroad um a railroad line and the train would roll by and we'd have to kind of pause and we were in this funky room with all this kind of antique stuff on the walls and stuff it was a, it was a good time but but we had no idea where it was going to go i was thinking oh we'll have sound effects and we'll have these different segments and we'll talk about the news and john will have a soapbox he can stand on and we had all these great ideas but uh you know we just kind of Started with the lean coffee format and stuck with it, and uh, yeah, it's a good That's one. Awesome, great! I've got to say, share that. I've got to say, you know, this is episode fifty-one, and I've got fifty of these. I mean, I stared fifty in the mirror face to face, and I survived to do fifty-one. So I'm feeling pretty good about this thing. I think it's got legs. And and what is. <laughs> Special one too. I mean, we just really accomplished um, a milestone, I think, in our careers, and and having being awarded the co-chairs is is extremely honorable. And I think that says something for you as well, Vic. I mean, fifty one, and we've got a heck of a journey ahead. So I'm looking I'm, forward to it. I'm so looking forward to taking the journey with you and just making it amazing and special for the people that have been to gatherings in the past or the people that have yet to come to gathering and it's their first one. Um, you know, just you and I are going to be working and have been working uh, just around the clock to make it a, a great, great event and something that um, we can contribute back to our communities. And uh, yeah, Kim, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm equally humbled and honored to be a part of it, especially with you. So Thank you. Uh, ditto, my friend. I really and had I, a great time. Yeah, go on. It, it, I, just, I just wanted to make sure if anyone out there is listening – and it is going to be your first time attending, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to hear from you, help you along the way, uh, help you with networking before you come. We really want to make this a, a, a memorable experience and, and have you keep coming back. And we're just excited to have everyone and those who are returning as well and join us out in San Diego. Any links that we've mentioned can be found on the website, agilecoffee.com slash episode 51. I want to double down on what Kim just said. Reach out to us. Kim can be reached on Twitter at agilebrain1. Is that correct? Agilebrain1? Yes. Yes. I can be found at agilecoffee. Thank you again, Kim, and thank you all for listening to us. Come back again, listen again, and in the meantime, enjoy your coffee with friends. Coffee. 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 Coffee.